Hello and welcome to episode four of the Geek Fluent Minicast. I'm still here live at EMC World. It's Monday. I'm here with Ed Beauvais, who is from Isilon Product Marketing. Ed, could you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your role? Great. Thanks, Dave. Uh, my name's Ed Bove, uh, and I run Isilon uh, Product Marketing for uh, EMC's Emerging Technologies Division. So, great to be here. Really excited. We've got a great vibe uh, at EMC World, so uh, looking forward to our, our discussion. So, you know, anyone who's, who's listening now, you know if you've been reading my blog for a while, you know I'm an Isilon fan. We've got a lot of customers that. There's been a lot of interesting announcements from EMC, particularly to Isilon. Uh, everything 8.0 adds a whole bunch of new features. Um, what What's first and foremost in your mind when you think of the, the new features upcoming for Great, for so uh, great observation. So one of the, the great things that we did with, with 8.0 is, you know, I think we've, we've continued to build on, you know, the, the enterprise-grade approach with Isilon. So if you think, if you go back just into, into last year, we announced our edge to core to cloud strategy, really, you know, being able to take uh, and extend the data lake, the Isilon data lake for managing and storing unstructured data. So with 8.0, we've got a number of great new capabilities. So the first thing on the edge is we're introducing Isilon SD Edge, and we've actually uh, GA'd that product last quarter. So that's the software-defined version of Isilon, scales up to 36 terabytes, it runs uh, runs right on VMware, uh, so it's a great solution, and it really helps us to, to take Isilon into places that we haven't been able to right. go. So like the branch offices, that I put in my remote office, my branch offices, I could then use Sync IQ to replicate everything back to my central data. Exactly, and we named it Edge for a reason, because it helps enterprises extend the edge of their data lake, and now if you think about it, whether it's a branch office or an edge data center, now I've got consistent of management, I've got the same great capabilities that I have from an Isilon perspective, and all of those protocols that, that, I, that I have in my core data center, I've got access uh, to those protocols, including HDFS, so if I want, want to run analytics uh, out at the edge, I'm able to do that. Now most of my customers haven't upgraded data yet. You need you need data to do that upgrade before you can use the SD Edge, right? That, that, that's right. I mean, in, what we'd like to see customers do is is leverage kind of the, the Isilon SD capability. So you, you actually, just to offer a little bit of clarification, you don't actually need um, Isilon 8.0 in your core data center. You can actually get started today. You can, you can download Isilon SD Edge uh, right from EMC uh, off of our product page. So it's free and right. frictionless so, so from SD, a download. But the SD Edge is itself running 8.0, right? It is. Okay, it but, is, yeah. but that'll still be back, it's backwards compatible with up to seven something for if I want to replicate to it. So the, uh, the what you would be able to do is is use uh, Sync IQ to, to do uh, replication to your core data set. Okay. So again, uh, I'm thinking about you know the customer that you know wants to try Isilon and be able to get that out at a uh, branch location. Um, so the ability to do that and get started quickly and easily uh, for non-production use, you can you can do that in fact today, and you can download it. And this is this is following the standard EMC model for software defined, where there's a free and community supported version. That's right. If I just want to play with it and test it out, take it for a spin, 
kick the tires, as it were. Yeah, you don't exactly. actually want to kick the actual discs, but I exactly. And then when you're ready to turn it on into production, it's easy to convert that license. Okay, um, I I I'd always thought they were separate, but I could actually take my. Uh, you could take your license and, and you can convert it to a to a uh, you know production um, to get that production support. Now, someone's gonna have to look music. over my config and like ver yeah, run it through a verification that it's well, that we, installed we it correctly. Before we'll, it'll be supported, or? We, we definitely have some uh, some standards and guidelines okay. in terms of best practices around configuration, uh, in particular around the uh, the hardware. So if you think about you know the type of hardware that we need, it's it's really oriented uh, towards uh, the. Um, Think about kind of how VMware looks at hardware. It's the the HCL, but it's the HCL uh, that is uh, the standard for uh, vSync. Right. So as long as you have hardware that meets that requirement, um, then it, you know, then it meets the Isilon. It meets the Isilon SD edge requirement. You need three distinct servers at a minimum, and, and so on and so forth. What's what's customer adoption of SD edge been like so far? So yeah. we're we're starting to see customers adopt it. Um, it's great to be able to uh, you know have customers. Uh, download that and to get that consistency uh, across the enterprise. So one of the things you mentioned is, you know, what are we seeing, right? We're seeing um, the the ability to to execute on a data lake 2.0 strategy, which says it, it's more about moving beyond that core data center. The data, as you know, is getting distributed and it's getting distributed out to the edge and we've got all kinds of, of interesting either enhanced sensor data, enhanced internet of things types of data, or just plain old unstructured data that's out in these locations. So the idea of having a uh, much more resilient core is kind of fundamental to the strategy so that we envision a number of customers having those edge locations. Think of those as tributaries feeding back into the core and now I've got this global data visibility. And in fact, if I need to, to distribute data, I can actually push data out to all of those edge locations uh, and I can do that seamlessly with, you know, with one FS. So the idea is now the core needs to be more resilient, right? So that's what we focused on from an 8.0 perspective. We introduced um, non-disruptive uh, upgrade capability. So as you know, right, Isilon has always had you know, non-disruptive upgrades across minor code revisions. Right. With 8.0 going forward, now that, that spans uh, major code releases. So the other thing we've, we've added is we've added improved kind of continuous service for either users and applications to support for SMB 3.0, for example. Right, well, and the ability to keep things live. I mean, I've worked with a customer recently where actually relocating their nodes from one side of the data center to another. And by moving one node at a time, you know, yes, you know, great, we, we had one node powered down, but the cluster itself was live serving data. Right. None of their end users noticed that the device was being physically moved at the time. We relocated across the data center, zero and, downtime. And that, that is a, that's a great customer success story, and that's, you know, when we think about you know, non-disruptive operations that are enterprise grade, that's what we want from an Isilon perspective. It's the same way that when we're migrating data, you know, you want the ability to do that seamlessly and transparently to your users and applications. Which, which actually brings me to my next point, which is, you know, we've talked about edge, and, and I want to, you know, kind of share our full strategy, which is really edge, core, and cloud. So right. think David about- David Goulden spoke about that in the keynote this morning. He definitely said edge, edge core, and cloud. That's what EMC wants to, you know, provide that entire Right, and, entire infrastructure. And, absolutely. So with 8.0, we introduced the cloud pools capability. And the, the, the key advantages or key challenges that we wanted to address here 
is that you know when you think about um, having a cloud strategy, th that introduces it. You know, it's simply said, but it's actually hard to execute because now you've got to start reasoning about you know, well, I might have a file semantic, and and now you know, do, should I shift to an object semantic? Do I have to redevelop any of my applications? Should I look at a gateway? What about security concerns? So there's a whole host of things. And object confuses people. I think mostly because most often the object that people are talking about is in fact a file. It could be a file, right? Right. And so, and so now it's like, well, wait, how is that different from file storage? It's like, no, it's it's still it's different in the way storage. is Exactly. Being. So accessing something through a handle versus accessing you know something through a file system is is a little bit different. So. One of the things that, that we wanted to address is we wanted to make it easy for, for users uh, and applications. So the, the, the great thing about cl um, cloud pools is it's really, it's just like um, you know, our ability to migrate data between different tiers of ISO. So if I have you know, capacity-oriented HD nodes and I want to you know, tier that capacity, uh, I've got the ability to do that and I can do it seamlessly. Now, with cloud pools, I can now take that warm data that data over time is less frequently accessed, so it's taking up space from a capital perspective in my data center. And now that data, let's say that data hasn't been accessed in, in a year. I might want to shift that data off into the cloud. So think of that as frozen data. It's not really being accessed, but I still want that data accessible and available. So what we do is we actually keep the metadata local, and we'll actually push the data portion of that file into the cloud with cloud pools. And the great thing about cloud pools is it's, again, it's seamless to users and applications, it doesn't require a gateway, and we're doing it in an enterprise-grade way. And what I mean by that is we're sharding the object, we're compressing the object, we're encrypting it, and then we're placing it in the cloud. So if you're familiar with the EMC portfolio, we've got great solutions for private cloud. That could be you know, our ECS, which is a, a purpose-built, scale-out object platform. Or we've got great support for um, you know, public cloud offerings like Virtustream. Um, if you want to look at other public okay. cloud offerings, we also support AWS and Azure. But certainly there's an ability to, uh, to stay within EMC uh, from our perspective. And we think we've got a great um, enterprise-grade cloud capability, and that is Virtustream. And I think you've heard that message loud and clear at EMC World well, as well. And, and the, the other interesting thing for me about cloud pools was it can also be used to remote isolate. Okay. And so I can use that as to extend storage for my own data center. Give, give me an example. Well, I mean, that was, unless I've completely misunderstood, I thought that was part of what you can you use as your remote repository. So uh, that, that from, from what we're offering with. today, uh, I think, you know, certainly in the future, you know, we, we'll definitely learn a lot from this release of, of cloud pools. But really, our focus today is really on being able to take that cold and frozen data and be able to shift that out into a you know an OpEx model okay, so uh, looking, with the cloud. Looking then at ECS, VirtuStream, AWS, right. or Azure. You got has, it. Has, is there any thoughts to look at Google Cloud as as a future? Is that roadmap? Yeah. So it's a great question, and and you know from a from a product management perspective, I, I'd really let you know let our product management team kind of give some guidance there. What I would say is we're always looking from a market perspective at what's interesting and where our customers are driving us, and we'll we'll absolutely, as you know, EMC is very customer focused. So uh, nothing today. Today we okay. support Virtustream, AWS, and Azure, but we're continually continually learning, and I would say on both 
both on the, the Cloud Pools offering, right? That's kind of a, a uh, you know, first offering of extending Isilon into the cloud, as well as a software-defined Isilon. So extending Isilon out to the edge. We're going we're gonna to listen to our customers and we're going to uh, react with you know, where the market takes us. I mean, for me, like when I talk to my customers, up until a few months ago, if they were looking at public cloud, they were, it meant AWS or Azure, and that was it. And it's been more recently, the last couple of months, I don't know if Google's sales is becoming more aggressive or something, they've offered new products, but all of a sudden I've had a couple of customers saying, oh, well, we're, we're looking at some Google public cloud options. And that's something that, you know, that's, to me, new from the customers. Yeah, so, so from our perspective, we think we've got, you know, a great enterprise-grade offering that's VirtuStream. Um, but you know, but certainly there are other public uh, cloud providers that are out there, and uh, you know we'll we'll evaluate them you know as it makes sense. But right. you know. so again, this is this is tiering to off premises, completely transparent to the end user. Is your average end user doesn't care where things actually are? They want right. to open up the folder and be able to see the see their files that, and know that they're there. If I double click it, it'll open. That's right, and one of the great things with the way that we've implemented cloud pools is I can still, you know, if I'm going to do an LS on the and list out the files, the metadata is local, so I'm going to get a, a, a response, and then when that data, if you're calling for that data, we need to pull that from the, the cloud provider, rehydrate that data, and then present it out to the user. So you're actually becoming, you know, much more efficient uh, for those those resources. You know, if it's infrequently used data, that's a great use case for cloud pools. Well, and that's the thing, like nobody's, I've seen more and more customers moving to a, we're not sure how long we should hold on to stuff, so therefore our policy is we don't delete anything, we keep it forever now. Right, and, and I think what's going to happen increasingly is we're going to see demand from, from organizations to actually monetize their data more. And I think this is why Isilon is really well positioned from a market perspective. You've got built-in analytics, you've got a, a single one file system, you can, you can grow up to, to 50 petabytes, and now with cloud pools, it, you've got cloud scale capacity even beyond that. And what we're seeing is organizations are keeping their data longer. And with all this, you know, whether that's sensor data or unstructured data, I think increasingly we'll see demands on IT that says, how can you monetize that data? How can you take the assets that you have you know, and, and uncover hidden value or uncover um, data that you know may not be valuable today, but in you know in a year or two it could be valuable, or there could be a, a news event, or how can we help you use that data, understand that data, and, and allow you know our organizations or our customers to make really great insightful business decisions based on the the proprietary data that they have at, the, at their disposal. No, that, that's some great stuff. We've got about thirty seconds left, so if you wanted to like prime any listeners for what's the most exciting next thing you see coming from Iceland. Great. Well, you know, from our perspective, I think we've actually covered a number of them today, but let me give you a couple of highlights. So I think 8.0 is a great, um, great offering. So I would encourage customers to, to get familiar with what we're providing. I think secondly, it's about VirtuStream. So being able to access an enterprise grade cloud capability. And finally, we've got an expanded VCE offering. So new node types, more of converged uh, types of offerings.